What's going on, boys and girls? The favorite podcast of Greg Knuckles is back, and we have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. Bit of a different episode. We got into our Two White Lights topic of the week. It's been a really, really, really long time since we did that, and I had on to discuss that topic, Sam Branham, better known as the Lifting Llama, on the show. And the reason why Sam was on is because, really, she started the entire topic. Um, she posted a bench video on Twitter, and it received a whirlwind of insane, crazy comments. And that got me thinking that the public is pretty clueless about powerlifting, and that sparked the topic. And she was a perfect person to have on the show. Really good discussion about just the sport. In general, gives a bit of a backstory on what happened on Twitter because it has a bit of a crazy story. But really good discussion on how the public perceives powerlifting, um, whether or not we should care as powerlifters, if the public has a negative view of powerlifting, if this should be a major concern of the sport. A really awesome conversation. A bit of a different episode, not uh, like a typical interview type of thing, but uh, like no segments in there, but it was... Just to, I, I, I had a fun time just discussing this with her. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, Leflar Bros apparel is amazing. You know this. I know this. Everyone knows this. Their merchandise is fantastic. I love everything that they have. I'm a big fan of wearing powerlifting merchandise to the gym and also not in the gym as well. I want to look good outside the gym. And Leflar Brothers, they they help me do that. They have awesome designs on the shirts. Their baseball tees are top notch. I enjoy wearing them under flannel. In my opinion, I look great. And that's the only opinion that matters to me is my own. So if you go to leflarbros.com, use promo code 2WL10, you get 10% off of your order and you will not regret it. Also, while you're online, Go to Rivalist.net, use promo code ANGELO15 and get 15% off any supplement you need, whether it be branched amino acids, creatine, protein powder, pre-workout, you name it. Use promo code ANGELO15 and save yourself some money. And without further ado, here is Two White Lights. February 17th. We're going to do things a little differently this week. We finally have our two white lights topic of the week back. We've stopped doing that for a while. And the topic is, do you care that the public is out of touch with powerlifting? And I have with me via FaceTime to talk about this, Sam Branham. Sam Branham. I already forgot it. I'm such an asshole. That's okay. <laughs> I already forgot it. Better known as the Lifting Llama. And the reason why you are here to talk is one power lifter passionate about the sport but also you set twitter on fire with a bench press video which in powerlifting terms pretty basic bench bench press video 
regular day at the gym, your caption was not like the alarm emojis. Just just did a massive PR. I just killed it today. It was a pretty basic powerlifting caption of you hitting 155 pounds, and that turned into what, like 1.2 million views. Um, when my Twitter got suspended, it was at 2.9 million. Jeez, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, 155 pound bench press is pretty strong for a female lifter, but. I don't think 300 million views is... Or 3 million, yeah. Yeah, th- th- or 3 million views is, is there. So the thing that happened is the public got a taste of powerlifting. And the public got a taste of something that's pretty basic to us, which is a bench arch. Which we talk about a lot on the show. It triggers a lot of people. It triggers powerlifters. But apparently it triggers the public way worse. So... You tell me what happened here. You post this video, and then I follow you on Twitter, and I see this crazy storm of comments and retweets and quote tweets and stuff. So you tell me what happened with you, because you had to deal with a lot of unnecessary things that just shouldn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, so basically last Monday, I hit a top triple of 155 pounds for three, and uh, I like posting, like, my lifting videos on Twitter because it's mostly, like, my close friends or whatever so I posted it and sometimes like I'll get a little bit of hate here and there you know where people are like why are you arching you're gonna break your back your spine is in danger you know Mm -hmm. ringing alarm bells whatever and so it started kind of picking up where people were like oh you didn't bench that like that that wasn't a bench you know put your back flat on the bench and then I think by Thursday like it had gone viral people had quote tweeted it and like there were hundreds of thousands of likes my DMs were, like, exploding, um, like, comments were exploding, a lot of, like, nasty stuff that people were saying, like, I've never been called a faggot before, but that happened, like, 30 times, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I never <laughs> questioned my sexuality until I got a social media, and, and, and PlayStation Network, like, <laughs> a bunch of middle schoolers are just calling me gay for no reason. And I'm like, maybe, I mean, enough people are saying I am. Maybe there's some truth to this. But, yeah, that happens on social media, which is crazy. Well, I mean, I had, I had like, a rainbow flag in my bio, so people were like, oh, yeah, you vegan emo faggot. And I was like, oh, Jesus, cool, unnecessary. That was not related to my bench, but uh, cool story, bro. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, I got a lot of, like, hate, and um, I mean, I eventually like pinned a tweet to my Twitter account where I explained why I was benching the way that I was benching and kind of breaking down how I train because you know there were people there were a lot of people that were genuinely interested in like the reasoning behind it Mm -hmm. and I was really trying to like you know be able to explain it to people um and it got so overwhelming like my notifications every time I opened Twitter Twitter would crash and so I wasn't even able to get to the people with real questions. And that's, I think, like, that really upset me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as a coach and as a personal trainer, like, I really try to help people understand why I do the things that I do and the ways that they could benefit implementing a slight arch into their bench press because it is safer, you know, whatever. And uh, it was just really frustrating because there were so many people, like, saying dumb stuff 
that I wasn't even able to get to the people that like could actually benefit from that knowledge, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I saw the comments and I saw the tweets as well. And I'm on Twitter, but my Twitter presence isn't very strong. I usually just look at sports highlights and see what my friends are up to and see what they find funny. And occasionally they'll retweet something cool. Um, but I saw all the comments and I want wanted to start commenting back. But then I'm like, well, here's the thing. I'm going to add fuel to the fire and I'm not going to fix anything. It is going to make matters worse because... People were legitimately going out of your way, or out of their way, to say that you didn't bench press 155 pounds, which, you, there's a lot of things on Twitter that upsets people. You can just let this one go. Like, the fact that someone didn't hit 155 pounds in a gym, or, by their definition, didn't hit it in the gym, let's let that one go. Place your outrage somewhere else. And I didn't want to be the person to feed into the outrage when you know there's no outrage at least in my mind you know there's literal like racists and pedophiles on twitter and here people are like three million people pissed off about my bench and i'm like you know i feel like there's a bigger fish to fry mm -hmm. <laughs> but instead we're pissed off about you know my spine and me not benching 155 pounds and mm -hmm. i'm just like really don't understand why we're so pissed off about this like as a collective like why are we mad i don't get it you know um it was just i don't know it was just kind of crazy but yeah and uh, when i saw that video um it was in a group chat that i was in uh someone reposted the video of what they saw on twitter and it, it kind of just sparked a larger conversation of dude like People really think the sport is a joke. Like, mm -hmm. like there are so many people here who really just don't understand it at all because your bench press in particular, that's a pretty basic arch. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's larger than most, but if there's like a pendulum or a, like a scale, it'll be, it'll be slightly above normal. But then, I mean, there's people with crazy archers and there's people with like almost no bench arch. Um, and I was one of those for a while because... That little gap is not really a, a true bench arch, but we were just discussing. Man, we're we're seen as a joke to a lot of people. Like they really look at Twitter, and this is like pretty basic mainstream stuff that we're looking at. People don't understand the sport at all, and there was a lot of self-deprecating going on in that group chat too, with a lot of powerlifters, which they do that a lot. Self-deprecate of like, true. dude, like we're we're I mean we're joke to everyone. It's not a, it's like we're there's so many football players out there who could just stop playing football and then pick up a barbell and kill all of us. I'm like, that's nah, not necessarily the case, but they just found any way to like show how big of a joke the sport is to the public. And I was thinking like, do you, why do you guys, and a lot of my friends were like, dude, I'm just going to quit powerlifting. If this is what people think, like I'm just, I'm just going to quit doing it. And my response was like, why do you, I'm like, do you actually care that people don't understand the sport? And that's what kind of sparked the two white lights topic is do we actually care if people don't understand the sport? Because a lot of people do not understand. Twitter is very good evidence that they don't understand the sport. And I was thinking there's a lot of sports I don't understand. I just don't watch those sports. They're popular. Some of them are really popular. Some are real Olympic sports that are really, really popular in other countries. I don't watch those sports because I don't understand them. But 
should powerlifters care that not everyone likes what they do? I think that you kind of have, like, two groups of people. So, um, you know, I think you have the group of people who don't care, and they kind of mind their own business. And then you have, well, maybe there's three, three groups of people. You have the people that don't care, and they mind their business. You have the people that, you know, they are intrigued, and then they ask good questions, and they're actually interested in learning. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people that don't, you know, that are like, what the, what the fuck is that? And, uh, and they don't care about learning. They're just there to like hate on mm-hmm. it. You know? Because it's like you said, like there's Olympic sports. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen curling where it's like they yep. literally scrub the ice. Oh, and I- for me, I'm like, I literally do not care about that at all, but I'm not going to hate on something that I don't understand because I know like at the end of the day, those people are athletes. Yeah. They care about that sport a lot. You know, they're in the Olympics. Like that's crazy. And I'm going to mind my business and I'm going to, you know, keep it moving. But I think when you ask the question, like, should we care about people that don't understand the sport? Um, I think if people don't understand and they're willing to learn, I personally care about those people. Mm -hmm. As a trainer and as a coach, like, I'm here to educate and empower people. So if somebody doesn't understand but they want to learn, then, yeah, I'm happy to take as much time out of my day to help people you know or like at least share my insight my side of the story if people don't understand and they just want to be loud about it yeah i don't i don't care like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time you know arguing about stuff with people that don't care to see it from our perspective i guess i don't know yeah and it it is because it does strike a chord to some people because you mentioned curling and i actually accidentally got into an argument with a guy about curling once uh-huh. i was just at a bar with my girlfriend and curling was on tv and i was like god this is such a bizarre sport i don't understand it and this guy next to me apparently passionate curler or something <laughs> like oh it actually takes a lot of skill and athleticism like dude i'm sorry like i didn't, didn't mean i didn't like i didn't mean to say anything bad about curling but i like i just don't get the sport it's bizarre to me where i think that you know, should we care or not? Because the reason why I think it kind of gets to us, because a lot of people lift weights. There's a lot of gym rats. There's a lot of people in a gym. I mean, it probably, it's starting to surpass other sports where people are just doing this as a hobby. So if they see a bench press, if they see, you know, uh, if they see a squat, they kind of have an idea what it should look like or they were told what it should look like and they think they have a valid opinion of it. Because they've done something similar, but it's not exactly the sport, so then they kind of sound like dumbasses when they <laughs> criticize it. And I think that's what triggers a lot of powerlifters, because like it's that it's um that superiority kind of thing. We know for a fact that we're doing things correctly within the rules because we play in a organized sport. It's organized. This person does not play in the organized sport. They're going based off what you know, their high school football coach told them or their high school high school strength training coach told them, which we know a lot of it is just them spewing out BS. That doesn't make any sense. And I think that offends a lot of powerlifters where we do care. But one thing I do care about is the blatant disrespect. Like, yeah. if I do something great in the and, – and also – I care about what people say about me. People who say they don't care about what other people say about them, it's like, it's, it's, it's BS. It's bullshit. 
You're, yeah. You have to. You're like, you're a person. You're a regular person with emotions and feelings. If someone insults you, you care about what they say. So if I post a video of me hitting this, you know, deadlift, and I don't mean the brag, like, the deadlift can be, like, a world record. Mm-hmm. And someone insults me and then criticizes me for it, I'm going to be a little upset and feel a bit disrespected, so I'm probably gonna cri- I'm probably going to come back with a snarky comment myself. It's okay to care in that sense. Right. And I, I definitely agree because it's like, you know, for me, I pour a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money mm-hmm. <laughs> into the sport and also just like a lot of time into perfecting like technique. And, uh, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but like I bust my ass, you know, trying to be good at what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I mean, there's definitely time. This is the second time that my Twitter has gotten deleted over bench because the first time it got deleted over bench i had gotten so fed up with somebody um that i had a snarky comment and then uh yeah my twitter got deleted and then this is the second time and definitely like when people are ignorant i will definitely clap back and mm-hmm. uh it's not just ignorant it's like disrespectful like yeah. the, that's what you said you know it's like the disrespect when people are just like absolutely rude but i'm like all right let me uh let me let me clap back real quick but it's because it is frustrating you know it's like damn dude i'm out here trying really really hard and the people that just want to shit on that i'm just like dude why do you have to go out of your way to be an ass Mm -hmm. you know because if you're a football player i'm not gonna go off about how you know you're gonna have horrific concussions and brain damage by the time you're 28 like i'm not you know whatever Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna go out of my way to shit on what you love so to me if you're passionate about it and if you're trying like cool and if i you know i've genuinely gone to people before and be like hey can you explain to me like why you do what you do because i'm really interested and i want to learn like cool Mm -hmm. but the people that just go out of their way that they're like you didn't bench press and i hope you break your back it's like okay (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of athletes kind of do have to deal with fans that are criticizing them for the sport they play or how they play the sport. And people claim, or athletes claim that they don't care, but then athletes get busted a lot for having burner accounts and then getting in arguments with fans and getting caught having those burner accounts. So it does strike a chord with athletes because I know Kevin Durant, which he was busted for having a burner account, Kevin Durant, one of the best basketball players in the world, some guy who probably couldn't make his varsity basketball team, is criticizing him of how he plays basketball. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant cared about that, and I understand why he cared about that, because it, it just happens. It, it, it offends you because you work really hard at something, and you know how good you are at something, and then have this jabroni, this no one, <laughs> insult you, is going to, it's going to strike, it's just seriously going to hit a nerve. And the other parts of the question that I asked was, you know, it's one thing to care, like, I think as a feeling, but is it a major concern for the sport? Does the sport's success rely on the public being in touch or understanding the the sport? And I think that's where a lot of the comments that I got on Instagram was based on, was should the sport do something to be a little bit more fan-friendly or friendly to the public. 
and that's where I sort of get deferring um, comments. Um, Matt Wallace, the the first one that he posted was excellent because he said, "Nope, it's not for everyone, and it doesn't need to change for everyone to like it." Love that comment. Very simple, and that's how more most sports should be. If you you have a sport, it's there. It makes sense. There's an organization to it, and if someone doesn't agree with everything, it's like, okay, there's another sport you can play. Don't need to get involved in powerlifting. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, we shouldn't have to cater to everyone or cater to the public to mm-hmm. be publicly accepted. Um, you know, I really, I, I agree with that comment because I think the people that are interested in learning, again, they will come and they'll ask questions and we can do our best to educate and empower. And then the people that are out of touch, it's like, okay, they're going to continue being out of touch and we're going to continue doing our thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I got another com- um, comment here too, that's pretty similar and made a really good analogy between this and uh, mixed martial arts and again like 15 years ago and i remember that even in high school like i wore a ufc hat to school once and people kind of made fun of me for wearing a ufc hat and i was just a fan of ufc like you know how people fan of the nfl i like watching people fight it was a fun sport for me i found you know beauty in the sport too but people were like man you really watch that shit you really watch ufc you like you really watch mixed martial arts like, yeah, I'm like, and like, I liked it because it was cool to me. The fact that other people didn't like, it, I'm like, all right, well, that's their problem. But now, 15 years later, it's a pretty basic sport that it's mainstream. People watch it. And I could see some of the parallels between that and powerlifting. Now, I don't think we're ever going to get to the point of the UFC or mixed martial arts. Um, that's a pipe dream. If people think that's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Uh, but I could see maybe a few years down the road with more education, more of this actual good social media networking, YouTube channels. People will understand the sport, and it will get more respect in people's eyes because UFC, when it first started, got little to no respect from people because they just thought it was barbaric and they thought it was a stupid sport, other like a dangerous combat sport that no one should be a part of, but it has changed opinions of some. Yeah, um, I think that that's a really good example. Another good example, honestly, is CrossFit. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of my bench video, like, got compared to CrossFit, where people were like, oh, this is just like CrossFit, you know, where it was considered, a, like, a, a meme sport. But you see CrossFit, like, the CrossFit games get coverage on mm-hmm. ESPN, and there's a lot of uh, positive media coverage around CrossFit now. And obviously, I don't think CrossFit is my cup of tea, because I did it in high school, and it wasn't really my thing but that doesn't mean it's not for other people Mm -hmm. and for some people like that is their absolute passion and they want to be games athletes and I think that that's so great so you know I think that we do have a responsibility to try to help people understand but only the people that are willing to learn you know oh yeah for sure yeah and I think a lot of people think that we should market powerlifting to make it more fan-friendly, to make it more of a spectator sport, and that's how we are going to, you know, people want money in the sport. We have to make money through sponsorships, and the only way to get sponsorships is through people tuning in and spending money for those sponsorships. But I think what people think we should market to is the wrong thing. People think we should market to just a regular person. 
No, don't market to the regular person. Market to the people in fitness already. Market to other powerlifters. Make it better for powerlifters. Don't make it better for everyone else because it's it's a pipe dream if you, you're going to get all these people who are watching, you know, football, who are watching basketball on board with your sport. Get the people who are in your sport, make them happy, and then others will follow suit. Let's make sure we have, like, that community happy first, then start thinking of other people. Yeah, I think that you have to think about it. it's It's quality over quantity, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, um, we're not trying to get seven trillion people in the world involved in powerlifting you know you want again like you said the people that are in the community like make it a good community and then that's going to attract other people who will contribute to that community Mm -hmm. and that's what you want to see is a good community and growth of that good community yeah for sure and also chaplain 42 i forgot to mention you on that comment about mixed martial arts um yeah i want to give a shout out because that was actually a, a good analogy but that was something I agree with. There's other people who commented who I, I mean, I usually disagree with a lot of people who comment in these two I like topics. And one that I had, I saw is lifter Aiden, uh, USAPL lifter. He left a bit of a long response. Bear with me. Cause I could barely read. And he left like a three sentence thing. So I know I might get hate cause I talk a lot about it, but changing the rules for a bench. If you want more people to watch a sport, I have family and friends who hate watching the bench at my meets due to people finessing the rules to use less strength to lift more weight. Now I figured we we're going to get some bench arching comments in this topic because I put it in the caption pretty much, but I don't think one your friends and family should understand that every sport in the history of sports has people trying to finesse the rules in order for them to win. I actually think that might be one of the definitions of sports. Trying everything you can and bending the rules as much as possible where you could win. And I, again, I don't think that's something that will make the sport more fan-friendly or uh, appealing to the public is by getting rid of bench arching because one the people who have those crazy bench arches they're not like winning competitions left and right it's not like this crazy super massive advantage that they're getting over others it just it, it simply isn't and there's very few guys who can do that but there's a whole nother conversation like okay everyone could do sumo everyone could switch to sumo to help the range of motion but not everyone could have that sean noriega arch or, you know, that, that super crazy bench arch that gets you, like, two inches range of motion. It's like, yeah, that's sports, man. That is that is how things work sometimes. It's unfair, it sucks, but it just has to happen. You know, if you, if you are that upset about that, don't watch basketball at any point in your life because I am never going to be 7'6". <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is 7'6", 280 pounds. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar... It had a wingspan, I think, of my height. His wingspan alone is, like, six foot. Like, no. He has a competitive advantage over... Do you want to start banning people who are too tall to play basketball? Do you want to start making all sports friendly for people who are, like, five six? If that's the case, I would be great at sports. Because I sucked at sports my entire life because I was so damn short. And so, like, I just... I couldn't do certain things other tall people with, you know, certain advantages had. But I... I... It kind of drives me nuts when people talk about changing the rules to 
please spectators. Because I don't think a lot of us are getting stepped over because of a bench charge. Or a wide sumo, even. Yeah, I mean, so I, I have, I guess, a long a long explanation for this. But um, first of all, yeah, it's like you said, you don't see hordes of, uh, um, you know, people winning national competitions with crazy arches. You just don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at first place lifters in weight classes across the USAPL, they're not people with crazy arches. So that's one thing. And something that people don't realize, too, is that most people that have a crazy arch typically are, you know, sacrificing in other areas because I know, at least for me, I have a fairly significant arch and a smaller range of motion on bench, but that's because I have little T-Rex arms. Mm-hmm. Like, I have shorter arms, and I'm 5'9", and my legs are long. So it's like, okay, my deadlift isn't as great, but yeah, I have a bench arch. Cool. You know? So you win some and you lose some. So you have somebody like, you know, Sean Noriega who has a very big bench arch and then his deadlift has a, you know, he pulls sumo and still significant range of motion there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like, okay, are we going to start banning short people that have perfect leverages for powerlifting, yeah. you know? And so you're you're not going to make it, quote-unquote, fair for every single person that's going to compete. Mm-hmm. And I think the existing rules do their very best to make it fair, you know? Yeah. And banning arches <laughs> or banning sumo or whatever, um, that isn't going to solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, in my eyes, there really isn't a problem. But, um, you know, everybody in every sport, like, there are people that have advantages, and that's why they're the best. And that's what makes it sports, and that's what makes it competition. Oh, yeah. And you could say that about so many different athletes of just if they didn't have the physical stature that they have, they wouldn't be as good as athletes as they were. I mean, there's no mistake on why every Olympic lifter looks the same. Because a guy like me, who's 5'6", probably wouldn't be as good as Michael Phelps, who's like 6'3". I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of short, stocky swimmers out there. And like, I would love to be a swimmer. Some other people would like to be swimmers, but they just don't have the physical capabilities to do that. And I think powerlifting is the same sport. Now, I did see this comment just now, and I love it because this is a problem that I deal with a lot. Um, Gordon Maverick said, everyone in my school thinks I'm an Olympic weightlifter, so, eh. And <laughs> that is, that is a frustrating conversation to have with people, is I do care about that. I would wish that people knew the sport just a little bit better so I don't have to explain to them the sport. Because these people, coworkers, friends, family, they're very nice. They're trying to ask me, you know, what I'm doing in my life. They understand I powerlift. And then they're like, so how much can you lift? They always say, how much can you lift? And then I always have to look at them like, all right, I, I'm not going to give them my total because that won't make sense to them. Mm-hmm. There's three lifts that I can go on. So I, I just don't know what to say. So I usually like, well, you know, my squat is this, my bench is this, my deadlift is this. And then when they hear the deadlift, like, you can lift 722 pounds over your head? I'm like, no, no, that's Olympic weightlifting. Um, that's not the same thing. It's a deadlift, so it's off the ground. 
past your hips. Like, you have to lock. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to explain this to you. I might as well just say yes. So you actually think I lift 722 pounds over my head. And you've been talking to an Olympic champion, apparently, your entire life. And didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I literally go through that at work, like, all the time. Because, like, uh, it's just funny. Because people will be like, oh, you work out? Yeah, you know, I don't really talk about powerlifting. I'm not the person that's like, hey, what's up? I'm a powerlifter, you know, let me flex real quick. Uh, but people are like, oh, you work out? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, oh, what do you do? And I powerlift. Oh, so, like, how much can you – and then immediately they, like, throw their arms over their head, and they're like, how much can you lift? I'm like, uh, which lift? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's three. And then you get into this whole conversation about, like, let me explain the entire sport of powerlifting to you in 60 seconds, you know, and it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and and occasionally there's some, like, decent conversations, but, like, 80% of the time they're just me trying to change the subject into something else because it's seriously like living a double life. Like, I I went to nationals. I took a day off of work for nationals. People asked, like, oh, so you're doing – so it's like, so why are you taking a day off tomorrow? I'm like, um, a powerlifting competition. And they're like, okay. And then they asked me, it's like – and then I explained it's nationals. Like, whoa, so nationals. So you must be, like, really good, right? I'm like – well, um, <laughs> it's not necessarily the hardest thing to qualify for nationals. It's like, so if you win, that would be like in the Olympics? Like, no, it's not an Olympic sport. I'm like, Olympic weightlifting is an Olympic sport, but powerlifting is not. And then I'm like, dude, I just want to change the conversation. Because, like, nationals is such a fun thing. It's like five days. You're hanging out with some of your best friends. Uh, lifters, you know, from, like, that you competed out of state before, lifters, you competed in state. It's this cool thing, and then you're just like, my, 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 I mean, even my family, like, they have, they really don't understand what I do. Like, I, I, I could compete at nationals, come home, and, like, where were you? Like, <laughs> I was at nationals, like, okay, cool. And then there's like, it's like, so did you, like, or there's like, so did you get the, my prescription Walgreens that I told you to get? Like, yeah, I got it. There's, like, completely change the subject. So how do you do? It's like, good. Like, all right, we don't care. So, like, that's one thing I would like. Because you don't really have to explain too much of, like, the mainstream sports to people. Like, they understand what basketball is. They understand yeah, what baseball is. I mean, if they don't know all the rules, like, okay, baseball. I get it. There's a winner or loser. You keep score. That's it. Like, powerlifting, they just kind of assume it's an Olympic sport. And that's that's frustrating to deal with when they think that. It's, and it's just really, I just want to be more mainstream so I avoid conversations with people. Because I don't want to have too many conversations with other people. Same. I'm just like, you know, like, I just want to go to the gym and lift weights and go home. You know, I'm not trying to have these long conversations about lifting. Especially, like, yeah, with coworkers, it's just always uncomfortable because they're like, oh, so how much do you bench? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well... And they're like, let me see a video. And then they're like, why do you do that with your back? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> time to hide. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, I mean, and that's another funny thing when, like, people immediately ask how much I bench. I'm like, oh, God, that's the lamest of all the three lifts. Like, no one, like, that's a funny thing when you get into powerlifting. Like, the bench, I, in my opinion, is the third. It's, like, the third tier of all of them because the squat and deadlift is why you get into powerlifting. Bench is usually, you know, the, the one that's lagging for most lifters, not all, but most. And they yeah. always ask how much I bench first. I'm like, oh, man, my deadlift is really good. My squat's better. Like, I, I don't want to talk about my bench. 
but they're also they're also blown away if you could if you just say like 200 they're like oh my god it's amazing like, all right cool i got that social gratification out of the way that's <laughs> that's always good yeah or like yeah it's just always very interesting because if they're asking like how much you bench sometimes it's like high school athletes that were like oh well i bet squirrel five for five like when i was in football and i was mm-hmm. like oh that's that's great and awesome. you know and you know it was terrible too Oh, like you broke your sternum, but yeah, and and that's that's the funny thing that it, it's like happening is because when you post that bench video, it's a safe bench, it's a good bench, it's I mean I guess you're not targeting the chest as much, but that's not the goal. It's to be the strongest that you could possibly be. But then I know like what their bench presses look like. I know it for a fact. Like I I seen a gym guy lift on a bench press. It's bad. It's always bad. There's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of bouncing. They're not engaging a lot of their muscles while doing it. Um, when I was in high school, asses left the bench all the time. That's one thing I had to relearn was how to bench when I got into powerlifting because my ass would always leave the bench because I was taught. I mean, they didn't teach this, but I did it incorrectly my entire life. So when someone says to me, I bench 405 in high school, I'm like, I know you didn't do a proper bench. I know you weren't doing a powerlifting bench because when you pause, that's something that's completely different from what you were doing. Yeah, and that's why, like, even when that Twitter video blew up and people were saying, like, oh, well, I did this and I did that. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can't wait to see you on the platform and see you to put up put up some good numbers. And then immediately they'd be like, nah, 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 you know, <laughs> all butthurt about it. And I'm just like, listen, you know, I'm not trying to shit on your – you know, athletic days in high school, like, cool, good for you. Glad that you enjoyed that, had fun, awesome. But don't try to compare apples and oranges because they, you know, maybe they look the same to you or whatever, but, like, it's not the same. I would like for them to get in the platform, but this is one thing I just didn't comment on those Twitter things. I didn't want to start going through their Twitters or their Instagrams and see their, you know, if they did post-workout videos, how terrible it was because I've... I've been on the side of that before where I made a meme and I struck gold with this meme. It was range of motion for my sumo and conventional. And it was pretty much the same because I'm not toes up to the plate. Right. So, man, I was, I was so proud of myself with this meme because if I'm making a meme, I'm trying to make people laugh or upset people. Like, that is my goal. And it was like at 500 comments, thousands of likes, people <laughs> thinking it's funny, people hating it. People, you know, telling me how sumo is cheating, and I was having a field day, but one guy, one guy just wouldn't drop the fact that I was short. <laughs> he wouldn't drop the fact that I was short because what happened is he commented something. I went on his page. He had a 500-pound conventional deadlift. Okay. And I could do that very easily. A 500-pound conventional deadlift is a third warm-up. And I just commented, like, your 500-pound deadlift is adorable. That's all I said. And then he's like, well, uh, he's like, <laughs> he he got into this thing about how he's 6'2", and the fact that he was 6'2". I'm like, wait, so I'm like, serious question, dude. If I deadlift 500, like, 50 pounds for a double, which is what I think I did at the time for conventional pretty easily, your conventional deadlift is still more impressive than me because you're taller. He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm not arguing anymore. It's done. I'm like, I did the same exact exercise as you. 
the same exact one. I lift significantly more amount of weight than you, but the fact that I'm shorter means that I'm cheating. Like I can't, I can't. This argument is over. Like we can't win it, or like I definitely won it because your logic just collapses on so many different things. It was so funny because to a point where Yangs who ran deadlift panda started posting on a story like we need to make like a different IPF calculator on height. <laughs> where we need to like start like having a graph with how many how much people how tall people are and like factor that in with how much they weigh because it was it yeah, I was like this guy just is completely clueless he's lost and I don't want to go on the Twitter thing and do that and add more fuel to it because I just I know that doesn't it doesn't end arguments it makes all the arguments worse yeah exactly I mean I think like. I was definitely at first having a field day, like clapping back at people, um, just like, you know, just because I knew it would piss them off mm-hmm. and I was just giggling on the other side of the phone. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was honestly probably trolling oh, people yeah. too much, but, um, yeah, it's just, there's just so much like, I guess, ignorance around it and just people like trying to be dicks for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, okay, if you're 6'2", you probably weigh way more than me, so you should be lifting more, mm-hmm. but you know what? Yeah, Whatever. But it's, it's like you kind of want to, like, push them. It's like, oh, okay, so you're 6'2", 210 pounds, say. Like, if you took a 500-pound deadlift to USAPL Raw Nationals, you would finish 70th. I was about to say, you'd be destroyed. You'd be killed. You, I mean, you could take a 500-pound de- and, like, the 165s. Like, if you're not a junior, you're coming in, like, 25th. Yeah. Like, you're – it's – and it's, like, that's what you kind of want to do, but you don't want to be too mean. You kind of want to be civil. You don't want to use that, like, against people. But it's, like, if you really – if we really want to put this on the platform, if you really want to put three lists together, I'm like, oh, God, you're in such a – you're in – because there are guys who are 6'2", who conventional deadlift. They yeah. just do 800 pounds. <laughs> right. Like, like that's their deadlift. Like, yeah. But then if you weren't 6', if you were 6'2", 183 pounds, you would still get out-totaled by, you know, because, like, the top five guys all deadlift over 700 pounds. Like, you're, you're really out of your element right now. It's like you're way out of your element, but it they don't know that they're out of their element. And that's... That's one thing that I think frustrates a lot of people, but again, it's like a never-ending circle of, I actually think I did technically win that argument because he deleted all of his, he deleted his comments and then messaged me that he found my memes funny. I'm like, all right, so looks like I won that one. It was, that was internet justice. That, that's beautiful. Cause, yeah. Because you know what I didn't do? I didn't insult him. I didn't, you know, make fun of him in different ways, like start attacking his character yeah like what happens on the internet all the time all i did was question his logic and it eventually collapsed on him his logic just completely collapsed (laughs) i love that that's great yeah i remember like whenever the video first started like popping off i i would just retweet people's like hate comments (laughs) when you in a spot i would just retweet them and uh, one of my friends was like, damn, uh, I, I hope to be on that level of being unbothered just to, like, yeah. retweet people's comments. Because, like, my friends who would follow me, like, they would engage with those people. And I just kind of get to sit back and, like, eat my popcorn and mm-hmm. watch everything fall. I'm like, oh, this is great. 
Yeah, that's what that would happen so much. Like on a say a meme I would post would be like me just watching my friends argue with people, and they would say the terrible things that I wouldn't say. Um, at least in like a public setting, like I might say it in private, but I wouldn't like put it out on Instagram. But they would say, I'm like, all right, well, they could say all the mean things that maybe I want to say, maybe I don't want to say, but I could just kind of be looking like the good guy right now. Because, again, if if I make a meme or something, the goal is for people, it, it is an attention grab. That's, and that's another what people would say about the meme. It's like, oh, he did this for attention. I'm like, dude, I posted something on Instagram. I think it's for, like, 100% for attention. It's like, don't have an Instagram if you don't think, like, if you make one post on Instagram in your life, it was, it was for attention. Like, that's. Somebody, like, multiple people on that bench video were like, you're doing this for clout and for likes. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. And, that's... and you know, if I, if I wasn't trying to do, if, if, if we were all not doing things for clout and likes, we would not have a Twitter. Or if we had a Twitter, it would be private. Literally. I was like, yeah, I was trying to, like, be proud. I mean, it technically was a rep PR, and I wasn't going to yeah. be like, we will, we will, rep PR, you know? But I was like, yeah, I was happy with it. So, mm. like, I posted to my Twitter, and like, you're doing this for clout. And I was like, Yeah, okay, if anyone comes on. at me with that comment, like, yeah, that, that is 100% what I did. And I'm not joking. I'm not being sarcastic. If I post anything on Instagram, it is for clout and likes. Yeah. It's for... Otherwise, I'd hide. Yeah, like that's if if it wasn't the case, I wouldn't have a, an Instagram. That's just stupid. But one person did say this, and I it was a really quick comment. Um, Hatsa underscore WB. No, I like that it's somewhat niche, and I completely agree. Um, I like the fact that we have kind of a small outcast community in the fitness world. That's not trying its hardest to be mainstream now we have a lot of progress a lot someone commented as well we made a ton of progress in like uh mr anderson underscore power 92 said you know powerlifting was once like 15 years ago 10 years ago this image that only overweight guys on steroids used to do and it was just like really hardcore and now with the images starting to change a bit where it's different types of athletes from all like different walks of life you know you have people from different professions coming in but i do like the community that we have and i like if it becomes mainstream it might be a hipster powerlifter thing to say but it might not be as fun and as intimate as it once was yeah honestly i agree like i like when i discovered powerlifting i was like oh it's cool that you know kind of everybody knows everybody and we can all just kind of be, you know, working on ourselves and encouraging each other to get strong and lift some weight and have fun on the platform. Like, that's awesome, mm -hmm. you know? And that you can come, like, pull up to a meet and see all your homies. Like, that's yeah. fucking dope. Like, I love that shit. So, you know, um, that's one thing where it's like, yeah, you know, if you go to a football game, there's 120,000 people there or something. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. But you go to a piloting meet and... You know, it's small, but it's popping, and it's a great environment, and I like that. Yeah, and I always said that about powerlifting, and the ironic thing is I said that about powerlifting, and I was afraid once they went in the USAPL because I did APF, WPC, which is really small federation. So then you do actually know everybody. You do probably know all the meet directors, the judges, and that kind of stuff because of how 
small the Federation is. So I thought once they went to USHL, it wouldn't be like that, but it was completely opposite. It was stronger because I interacted with so many people on Instagram. Like the community was so large that Nationals was, I wasn't expecting to be as fun as it was. And I kind of poke fun at people who always talk about the community of powerlifting, how it's so uplifting. And because there's certain aspects where it totally isn't, and it's, you know, hugely oh, egotistical. For sure. So, yeah, it's it's hugely egotistical. And, like, I I, I always kind of poke fun at that. But when I was at Nationals, I felt like, you know what? It, I, I had a good competition, but the real fun part is just kind of hanging out with other people that you share a common interest with and watching the events and kind of talking about the sport as a whole. And that was, and again, if it gets a little bigger, it might not be as imminent as it was previously. So, um, Blake Barrett also commented they, we should send them to re-education camps like they do in China. He forced me to read that on air. You got it, powerlifting Barrett. Hopefully you don't sue me now, but that's a little bit extreme, but I wouldn't expect nothing less. Powerlifting Barrett. Um, we had a lot of really good comments. Also, guys, again, I love that you're sharing your opinions and input, but for the love of God, keep it at like three sentences tops. Like, I can't. There's some really good comments here, and I just can't read everything that they put, which I love that you guys put comments and thought into this, but I just can't read all of it and really dissect your comments on air. It's really hard to do. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for this uh topic thank you for coming on this was an awesome episode yeah for sure thanks for having me no problem and we are back thank you once again sam for coming on and discussing our two white lights topic of the week hopefully have you on again sometime and that's gonna do it for two white lights remember go on itunes subscribe leave a five-star rating leave a review leave a positive review and follow us on Spotify. We're available on all platforms. Also visit twowhitelights.com. And yeah, we need subscribers. We need five-star reviews. You guys complain about audio quality? Well, I need a mixer. Daddy needs a mixer. And the only way to do that is through subscriptions and ratings. So yeah, I'm ransoming you guys. Do it. Do it or I'm not getting a mixer. And you're going to get still much better sound quality than most powerlifting podcasts. But it's not going to be perfect and pristine, and that's what I want. So, yeah, I'm ransoming you guys. Five-star reviews, ratings, all that kind of stuff. We need them. We need subscriptions as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out of here. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take a